What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Heated Shenanigans Podcast. My name is Scott. I am joined by my co-hosts. Steven. And Colin. And on today's episode, guys, we're going to recap and give our thoughts on WrestleMania 38. What we liked, what we didn't like. What surpassed expectations on what was supposed to be the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. But before we get into that, guys, uh, I want to go ahead and plug the social media that we got. We are on Facebook. Make sure to give us a like and follow on Heated Shenanigans podcast on Facebook. Uh, we got a re- lot of really exciting things coming up in the coming weeks that we'll get into. <clears throat> but let's go, ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and break this down. Uh, which match do you think surpassed your expectations at WrestleMania 38? The most stupendous WrestleMania. Ooh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Austin Owens mainly because I don't think we were sure it was gonna be a match. Austin did pretty decent for being out for 19 years. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's probably the best I can come up with. So, makes the most sense. I'm probably gonna go with Pat McAfee in theory. Yeah, it's a fair one. That was pretty good too. I mean, you technically, I mean, you got. What was it, two matches in one? Because then you got Vince and Pat McAfee, like, right afterwards. Which was less stellar. Well, yeah, yeah, but, I mean... Vince is, he's fucking almost 80, I'll cut him a break. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean, the match itself was, you know, fantastic, actually. And, you know, Pat McAfee got WrestleMania, and the fact that we got Pat McAfee and the Mr. Man at WrestleMania, eh, you know, except for taking the worst stunner in all of history that I've ever seen. You mean the best? That was goddamn awful. I will say this: the three celebrities, I think they all did pretty well, even as much as we don't like uh, Logan Paul. Hashtag fuck Logan Paul, yeah. Yeah, as much as we don't like Logan Paul, he looked pretty but, decent. By he the way, speaking terrible. of Logan Paul, what in God's name made him think that it was okay to come out with a six point some odd million dollar Pokemon card around his neck? Oh, I mean, if if you've got the fucking, he's, he's... how is that okay though? <laughs> Steven. I mean, great, I ain't got 6.0 whatever million, but still. I think that's why he did it. Steven, he's a heel. He's he's rubbing it in people's faces that he can afford shit like that. Don't care. Cannot. You can be the best heel in the world. Don't mean you gotta be that stupid. I mean, he he had it protected. It was fine. What would happen if you would have lost it? Then somebody's getting a $6 yet. million dollar fucking card then. <laughs> I'll go I'll go back and dig around there and see if I can find I'm it. I'm sure you would. But if, $6 million would be worth it. This is true. <laughs> I would say, I knew if Cody showed up, which he did, uh, it would be really good with him and Rollins. So I'm, I'm not going to list that. I'm going to say Austin and Owens, mainly because for the same reasons you, you had mentioned, that <coughs> it's been 19 years, the, the neck injury... Austin really hadn't done a whole lot physicality-wise in 19 years. Nope. He went in there, main evented with Kevin Owens, and I thought Kevin Owens made him look like a fucking million dollars. Yeah. He, he sold his ass off for him. They told a good story. And, and the other thing that really mm-hmm. played into Austin's strength, Austin's the best brawler in the history of, the, of professional wrestling. And they played 100% to Austin's strength. Yeah. It was a brawl. It was wild. It was everywhere. 
I, I, I really enjoyed both nights of WrestleMania, but something that Steve, that you'd brought up when you were talking about the celebrities out of the celebrity appearances being Knoxville, Logan Paul, and Pat McAfee, how would you guys rank them like in order of best performance to not, I wouldn't say worse, but like not as impressive as the other two. I mean, I'd definitely go Pat, then Paul, then, then Knoxville. But, I mean, we, we got what we expected from the Johnny Knoxville match. We, we knew that was going to be a cluster. We, we knew it was going to be a slapstick comedy. It wasn't meant to be a, a you know, technical masterpiece or anything like that. We knew it was just going to be dumb fun, and we well, got to have dumb fun. It was good. But. Yeah, but if you also think about, look at it like the way Sami Zayn's been the past few months. He's yeah. comedy now. Yeah. So in reality, like it played to his. I mean, granted, Sami Zayn's a great performer, yeah. but it played to the strength of his character. Yeah, you know, having all the slapstick comedy involved. I mean, that was to be expected just because of the type of match and who it was. I mean, as far as Pat McAfee goes, being in WrestleMania, I mean, now it's like, is he really a celebrity? That's a good point. You that's know, a, that's a great. Point, I mean, actually. because he is he is a part of WWE. He is actually you know part of the show. I mean, granted, yes, he's just a, an announcer and a commentator, don't get me wrong, but he's had more than one match in WWE. Yeah. So, I mean, while, yes, he may have been with, at NXT with Adam Cole, and now he's in WrestleMania with Austin Theory. Granted, the talent levels are completely different on the side of the spectrum. Yeah. But, I mean, is Pat McAfee really considered a celebrity? I mean, to some extent. Here's the thing, like, I think this is where Logan Paul gets put a little above McAfee. Is McAfee's an athlete. He played in the NFL. A stupendous. He's a, he's a proven athlete. Yes. A proven commodity. We didn't know that about Logan. I think he did a boxing match. He's done a but, few of them. But he's done a few is it him or his douchebag brother? No. It was, is it him? It was Logan Paul that it's did. It's Logan Paul. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so for me, I think Logan was a more of a surprise. I really thought it was going to be the three actual wrestlers that were going to carry that. And Logan was just going to be there for some stupid stuff in the middle. But he actually did well and carried his own and didn't really need carried by other people. Same with Pat. Him and Austin had a good match, um, and he didn't need carried either. And, I mean, Knoxville, he needed carried a little more, but, again, his match was supposed to be stupid and funny, and it wasn't supposed to be hey, a, we, anything special. So We man hit in the slam. Yes. That was impressive. <laughs> that was impressive. I was surprised by that. Um, Biggest slam at WrestleMania since Hogan slamming Andre. <laughs> it's just in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 what about you, Steve? How would you, how would you rank the celebrity interaction? I mean, I guess it really depends on like what you classify as what would be good for a celebrity. I mean. If it's the if it's a basic match, then yeah, Logan Paul would probably be number one, and then Pat McAfee, and then Johnny Knoxville. If you're playing by characters, then Johnny Knoxville is number one. <laughs> I mean, like no, it's it's fair. Yeah, like if you think about it, it's like what's the type of match supposed to be? Is it, I mean, let's let's all face it, none of the matches were going to be technical and prowess or anything like that. No. So I mean, like that's another thing you have to go in, and then the fact of like I mean, you you don't have very much time to get trained and get ready for all this. So, I mean, in my eyes, yeah, I mean, Pat McAfee had an advantage because he's had a match with, you know, Adam Cole beforehand. He knows what to expect in WWE. 
Logan Paul, on the other hand, and Johnny Knoxville, not really. I think I, as much as it pains me, I would put Logan Paul's performance as a whole as the number one with Pat being two and Knoxville being three. Not because I wasn't entertained by what Knoxville did. I was highly entertained. I laughed my ass off at Everybody it. Everybody did. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, as you pointed out earlier, that was what we knew going in. Right. But the one thing that I did see a lot of people bitching about was the celebrity interaction at WrestleMania. Do you not know that's been there since the beginning? Well, but oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Main event celebrities? Yes. Well, okay, yeah. no, wait. No, so let's let's flip this for a minute. And I understand we're on WrestleMania, but I kind of want to do a comparison. I mean, so you have all these celebrities who come into WrestleMania and do that, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's great for what it does and everything like that. But what's the difference between having celebrities at WrestleMania and then having The Rock go to Super Bowl and announce the teams out? Yeah. There's yeah. really not. I mean, no matter where you go, there's going to be celebrity additions no matter where you go. Right. But it's I, just like LT being at WrestleMania 11? Was it 11? Was it? No. It was, was it 11? Lawrence Taylor with Bam Bam Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the main event of that. Yeah. No, that wasn't the main. I think. Yes, it was. was that it was, was main event. Sean and Nash didn't They didn't it? main no. that one. No, they did no. not. That was Bam Bam and LT. Yeah. I wonder Sean was pissed. And he took the shitty powerbomb, too, but that's his pointer. Um. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Steve, we could just go into why is Stephen mad about all the things that happened to Shawn Michaels? That'll be about an hour. It's a separate podcast <laughs> to go with the podcast. Fine. But I, I, I think like I'm fine with the celebrity interaction at WrestleMania. Like it's a mainstream thing. Yeah. You go back the the list of celebrities in WrestleMania is long. Even when WCW with Rodman, Jay Leno. There's the really bad use of David Arquette being the world champion, but I digress. Yeah. Well, okay, so... Yeah. Go ahead, Colin. I was like, it's always celebrities aren't winning fucking titles. That's... See... David so, Arquette. Okay, now, I have a question. That's where I came up Now, I have a question for you two. So, we've mentioned Logan Paul and um, Johnny Knoxville and Pat McAfee, but we all can kind of agree Pat McAfee really isn't a celebrity now. So if we're going by those definitions, would that mean that Ronda Rousey's a celebrity? Uh, Not anymore. She's no. held titles. She's held belts. She's. she's I see like, where she's, St- she's like Lesnar. Steven's a slick motherfucker. I know what he's doing with this. He's <laughs> he's like if if Ronda's not a celebrity, then Pat shouldn't be a celebrity. It's a good point, but you're uh, a slick motherfucker. But, <laughs> um, I, but I feel, he had one match before this one. Whereas he was involved in a story. I mean, so was Knoxville and Sami Zayn. They were in sort of a story. That's true. It's like about the only one that wasn't. Well, they've all been yeah. in stories. Because Logan Paul was in that was in the story. You you can't just. It's hard to just shoehorn a celebrity into a match. You you have to have some sort of storyline, even if it's dumb or even if it's a, a very short one. Because most people are going to be like, why the fuck are they there? If, the, yeah. if they're just there to boost numbers, then just tell us they're there to boost numbers. Just have them announce shit. We don't need them in a match. One thing like I... fucking Snooki. One thing I will give <clears throat> as a huge credit to WWE, more often than not, they know how to book celebrity talent well. Yeah. And even when you think they're going to fall flat on their fucking face, like Bad Bunny, Actually had a pretty good match. 
Yeah, I mean, he's been involved in the Royal Rumble, too. So I, I can't, like, I'll give it to him. They know what they're doing when they put that together. They're, they're not foolish when it comes to that. Yeah, because yeah. you can make yourself look really stupid. If you have, like, celebrities. But, like, you have to make sure that the celebrity gets what they want without <coughs> jeopardizing your main event or your main talent. Because, like, if, if Logan Paul looked awful, because Pat's going to be there permanently. You know, he's, even if he's just an announcer desk, he's still there. But with, like, Logan... If he looked really bad and, like, got the pin on them, which he didn't, but if he got the pin on them, you're doing a disservice to the Mysterios and to Miz because they're like, why the fuck are you wrestling with them? Right. So you have to make it so that, you, you know, the celebrity's there and, and does what they're supposed to do, bring in numbers, and they get what they want without fucking over your actual talent. Yeah, but I also cool feel I also feel after what happened with the Miz last year, Miz has proven himself to be in WrestleMania. Well, yeah, like especially after last year, not like a week ago, but like a year ago. Right. So I would agree. Do you feel there are any flops at WrestleMania? Like anything that's kind of like, man, this was going to be really good, and then we watch and like, ah, fuck, is it over yet? Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably get looked at weird on this one, but I'm going to go with the, the Reigns-Lesnar match. Only because they made such a big deal that it's the best match of all time. And I'm like, it, it wasn't even the best match on the, on the card. You can't just say that shit. It, it has, then, in that case, I expect fucking the ring to explode and all sorts of shit. If it's going to be the best match ever. Properly. Yeah, properly. It's like, if it's going to be the best match ever, you're going to build it as the best match ever. You know how many matches just at WrestleMania alone you have to top? Like, Shawn Michaels Undertaker is the best WrestleMania match of all time in probably most people's opinion. And you could go either one. Lesnar-Roman wasn't even close to either of those I matches. think if you go down the list of best WrestleMania matches of all time, Shawn is going to be in the majority Jordan of these. Yeah. Those two, him with Flair, him, him and with Brett. Kurt Angle, him with Kurt Angle, him and, Brett. Him and Chris Jericho. There's and Cena's was pretty good. There's a reason they call him Mr. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The dude knows how to fucking work. So, what about you, Steve? Any any flop that you felt? It's okay if there wasn't any. I mean, I felt the New Day match could have went longer than barely five minutes. Well, that from what I had heard. They had cut that from night one due to time, sure. and they threw it onto night two so they could still get their WrestleMania time in. For what, five minutes? It, it felt incredibly... Uh, <laughs> it definitely felt like a throwaway. It was. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that they are the ones who kind of got shafted. But, I mean... I understand you have to build new stars and you have to do things that way, but you could at least made it look a little bit better. The Big E tribute was nice by the New Day, wearing his gear out. Yeah, his yeah. theme gear. Flop wise, I actually I'm I'm gonna agree with you, Colin. I think Lesnar Roman was a flop, but I do think 
I had read somewhere, heard something, Roman might have been hurt during the match, which is why... I think he got hurt in that Kimura lock. I really do. Because his arm was, like, bruised, like, out to here. And when he tried to lift those titles, he couldn't do it with one of the arms. I mean, thankfully, my tribal chief came through. That is... I made the mistake of bringing this up. I'm sorry, Steven. It's fine. I should have known. At this point now, he is our tribal chief. He ain't my tribal chief. I didn't vote for him. (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't put in charge of this he's not my supervisor <laughs> do you do you guys have a favorite moment from and it, it could be from one from night one one from night two or if you have one that that stands out the most i mean anything with austin was good but that's kind of a cheap minus that stutter that was the best fucking part i don't know what, what you saw sir that shit was funny um, I mean, the, definitely McAfee, how McAfee handled the stunner. Just, not just the first one, but then him just sitting there drinking beer while he's laying out. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Austin stunning basically everybody. Uh, Byron Saxon getting stunned was probably the highlight of any WrestleMania ever. <laughs> Delightful. Um, I mean... That was pretty good. I, I I thought those were pretty pretty decent. Um, uh, the 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 Styles match was really good, really well put together. So I think that was a pretty big <laughs> highlight. Um, as far as that, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I like that Cody came back. I like that he finally got his WrestleMania moment, um, especially against Rollins, which. You know, I went back and I watched it again, and the match was great. The entrance was great. Um, we all knew it was going to be Cody. That's the only thing that was probably really bad. But I'll be, I'll be honest. I there was a part of me, Steve. Bro, I don't know. I maybe I got worked, but I I truly thought there was a a slight swerve that it was going to be Taker. Bro, it was it was Cody. But yeah, I think you're on your own there. I I was pretty sure it was Cody. The other thing I enjoyed was the long term storytelling with Edge and Damian Priest. I like that little nod to Punishment Priest. Yeah, truth martini. Um, but I mean, I I'm looking forward to seeing what Edge can do from here on out, um, especially in the new faction. I like the fact that they're continuing the Styles, um, Edge storyline. So you like WWE stables? No, 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 no. no hey, really WWE, don't. we need seven more stables. Shut up, Colin. <laughs> We've got two right now. No, but we I mean... a couple more. I, no, I mean, I just like... I mean, I like how... I don't know. It's hard to explain. It fits Edge. Yeah. It's... Isn't that how he came in anyways? Yes. The, yeah, he came like in the through the brood. Yeah. But so. and I think at the end of this, like, not all the members have been lined up. Like, Rhea Ripley's name's been thrown out there. Not confirmed. Damian Priest is already in. I'd heard Tommaso being tossed around. If this is, like, I truly think the blueprint to any faction should be how Evolution did it. You had two main eventers in there that gave the rub to two younger guys and those two guys went on to have Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. If and I think Damian Priest is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And if if Edge can give that rub off to Priest, 
it could be a, something really special if, if they really put their their full aptitude to it. Well, who would who Not would you who would you say would be something. who would you say would be a good second main eventer for Edge's group though? I would say Orton, but he's doing his RK Bro thing, so he's kind of enjoying himself. So I I'd pick somebody young if if it was me. I mean, if you think if you think about it, though the second the second main eventer is already in the story. Styles is already in it, so I mean, granted, granted, he's not in the faction, but that's what I mean, though. Right, but what I'm saying though is like, so you have Edge and Styles who are essentially the main eventers in the story, right. and they're going to give the rub to Damian Priest. Yeah. So I mean, well, then kind of already doing that. Um, I mean, if you want two, two to to become main eventers, because I see where, what your point, but I'm kind of leaning towards like how they have if he wants to do the evolution way. And you'd want a, a flare and a triple H, and all you have right now is technically a triple H. Maybe a flare. I don't know. I don't know how you put Edge in there, but um, so you you need then an Orton and a Batista, and we've got I guess an Orton. So now we need a Batista. So who would be the? So they need the, a they the need second. a heavy for the group. Um. Fuck, I don't even know. Honestly, off the top of my head, maybe um. Oh, what the fuck's his name from NXT? Steiner's son? Breaker? No, 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 no. But um, they changed his name. Gunther? Gunther. He's on SmackDown. Is he on SmackDown now? Yeah. Okay. Well, have him. Have him do it. He's he's new ish. Yeah. It's weird that we and I might be completely spacing this, but like they they do this and we can't immediately think of a big powerhouse from WWE that because all the good ones are gone. Rod Strowman. <laughs> gone. Keith Lee. Gone. He would have been perfect. Keith Lee would have been Keith, fucking Keith amazing. Keith Lee would have been great for that spot. Look, I just booked you a main eventer. Not even trying to. Well, yeah. But unfortunately... He don't go there no more. We'll probably no. get Otis. That's just oh. where this will go. We'll get Otis. Otis right. had his push with Mandy Rose and then went off the toilet. Yeah. Well, they, they fucked it up on their own. I don't think that was Otis' fault, though. That was, no, bad. That was just bad storyline and bad booking. Well, the storyline was decent. The booking was terrible. Sort of. I mean, it was that stupid faction. I can't remember the name of them. Uh, uh, Rev, Rev, Revelate. It was the one with... Um, Retribution? Retribution. That's Mustafa Ali. Yeah, but they they were doing like behind-the-scenes camera shit, and that was one of the things they... Well, that was supposed to turn into something good, but... It turned into yeah, shit. It turned into crap. <laughs> it turned into shit. I'm sorry, when one of the names of your characters is fucking Flapjack, you failed miserably on every level. Like, well, I don't understand Christ. why they couldn't have made, what was it, T-Bar? He was like, how's <laughs> his name? But he was actually like I dominant. Know this is his name. But it was like dominant Dijakovic. Like, why can't we have that? They sound like they went to fucking Home Depot and went, hey, look, Tool, that's what you are. Hey, you're that guy. We're going to go down the banking section. You're fucking Flapjack. Here you go. <laughs> fucking Flapjack. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, which, which got off the fucking rail again? What else is new? Welcome which, to the podcast. Do you? Which night do you think was better? Which was the better night? Oof. As it pertains to what? I'm gonna go with day one. As in terms of. Booking satisfaction to you, and again, this is a mm-hmm. relevant question. Happiness that it brought you, and maybe 
I don't know, like most inter- most entertaining of the nights. I really think night one, looking back, was fucking loaded. Yeah, you had. Both. Well, you had to. Like that's the thing is like, all your good matches were on night two. Like the good wrestling matches were gonna be night two. Night one was mainly for the entertainment purposes. So like you kind of have to look at it two different ways. Like did it make me happy to see Austin and Kevin Owens? Yeah, absolutely. But it also made me happy to see Edge and Styles. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, they had those. You had both singles, <laughs> women's titles. They were both on night one. Those were both well. Those both turned out pretty good. Um, I'm not. Obviously, I'm a little. Speaking biased of which, on I have a tiny complaint about that. What was the point, of Bianca, cutting Becky's hair? So she could get her new '80s hair metal look. What was the point of her cutting her hair? I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's, it's Unless you're set up for a hair versus hair match, which we already know Bianca ain't gonna do. No, like that that her hair's too important to her character right now. Like, and what was the point? But I mean, again, I could see WWE be like, you know what, we're gonna cut this off and and have you start a different route of getting over outside of the hair. But yeah. she didn't really use it. She didn't use it at all at, at WrestleMania. All. It wasn't very. It wasn't a big. It, factor this the story the storyline around that was becky using it against her more than anything she never really used it in any sort of move that i could tell like she didn't hit her with it she didn't choke her with it most of it was just becky dragging her around the ring and throwing her into shit with it which i mean it's fine um but yeah I, bianca needed to win that match am i happy about it no obviously I'm more, I'm more unimpressed with the Ronda Charlotte match as far as the ending to that. The women's tag match was, if it weren't for how much they built up, uh, Brock and and um, and Roman, I it would have been the tag match, the women's tag match that I think would have been the biggest flop. But, um, I mean, two out of the three women's matches were good. It was just the, the tag one that was disappointing. In my opinion. I felt Becky and Belair were better match quality wise than what Ronda and Charlotte were. Yeah. Which is surprising, but I, I was really disappointed that they decided to go with Ronda and Charlotte when I I truly think the money would have been in a one on one with Becky and Ronda. I agree. Yeah. I, I They should have closed out the Belair Becky storyline early. Unless and had, and had well, and they're continuing to go after uh, Charlotte. Well, but the thing is, though, is that they're continuing the Charlotte Ronda storyline now too, and I, I don't agree with it, and I don't understand it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's the exact same as the Roman Brock Lesnar feud. That's true. They're they're fucking identical. They just keep going, and nobody cares about it anymore. It's been over for three years, but they won't fucking let it go. Well, I mean, they, they, they finally did the one thing in the Roman-Brock saga that has not been done yet, and that is Roman winning against Brock at WrestleMania. That had not happened until WrestleMania 38. So what? Does that mean Ronda's <clears throat> going to make Charlotte say I quit? I have a hard fucking time from Ronda's character standpoint seeing Ronda saying I quit. You think Charlotte's going to as well? Yeah, that's my problem. I don't, I don't see that being a good match. I see that going. I mean, like, I see it being brawl style, which I, I, I can understand that. I see that going like fully in, in the Rock, just them 
making it sound like that happened. But some hokey how, shit? Yeah, some hokey yeah, shit. I mean, you know. But that we don't need that. That's 90s stuff. Leave that shit in the 90s. There's some stuff that needs to be brought back from the 90s into today, and that is not one of them. Blood. So, to an extent, yes. I think... Better fucking booking would be nice. My, my favorite moment from WrestleMania 38 was Triple H retiring. No, that was sad. Fuck you. That was horrible. That was a horrible way to kick off night two. That was my favorite part. You guys are dicks. <laughs> finally, some extra, some other talent can finally flourish. He's gone. <laughs> I, Austin, like, and I've said it before. There isn't a wrestler in AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, I'm sorry, that is going to get the Austin pop. That pop, it's... Are you talking about today? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, if you put Austin's pop up there, like, the Road Warriors might be the next best one. He rocks there. Over Austin? I didn't say he was over him. I just said he was there. Like... I mean, when Rock came back, like, it's 2015 or 2016. Yeah, I mean, flipped they flipped. Shit. They flipped shit, but, like... Well, yeah, but he, been, he hadn't been around in a while. Austin's around at least once a year. You know he's yeah. going to be there at some point. The glass breaking was my childhood, like, chiming in for just one more match. And, look, nostalgia's big in wrestling. It, oh, yeah. Nostalgia's just big in general. If you want to sell something... If it's got a strong emotional connection, that's really what professional wrestling is, is creating an emotional connection to the audience to make them believe and have a feeling some type of way about what they're watching. Austin's glass breaks and you're like, just all those old memories flood your, your brain of when he beat Michaels for the belt with the Zamboni, with the beer bath, like... Austin's fucking money, and he's always going to be money. He's always going to be a top draw. When Austin is on the ticket, it's going to be good. And, I mean, that's just my opinion on Austin. Well, I mean, you pull anybody from the, the late 90s that was particularly popular, like Rock. Triple H, I don't count in that because he's – well, because he's around all the time. He's he's not he's not a – there and then gone. He's not like gone he's, long he's, enough for you to exactly the whole absence like, makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, like he's <clears throat> he's a part of the business. He, you know, works in the business. Austin's just kind of he shows up every once in a while and he goes away to his ranch. The Rock is doing movies. He comes up every once in a while and then he goes away. Like Triple H. If he was gone for like a couple years and he came back, yeah, they flip fucking shit. Like, where the fuck have you been, dude? But like the fact that he like he's there constantly, more often than not, when he's in a storyline, he's in a stupid ass authority storyline that nobody wants. And so it's it's hard to be like, oh hey look, Triple H is back. There, Yay. there was one thing that I thought for me, I don't know about you guys, stood out. And it happened during McAfee's match. The one with McMahon and the one with Theory. And that was Michael Cole's reaction to wanting Pat to... I have not heard a fucking announcer in the last 10 years be that emotionally invested into a match and make me start to care 
for Pat to fucking win this damn thing. I, I had a strong inclination Pat was going to win anyway. Right. But Michael Cole and his emotion and just deep care for Pat McAfee put it on another level. And, you know, fucking hats off to Michael Cole because that was some JR level shit. The last time what uh, Michael Cole did that, I believe, was, was WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan. He made a big deal about that. He wanted the authority to be gone, and he wanted him to beat Batista and, and, and Orton. And he made a big deal about that. Other than that, yeah, you had to go back to when JR was rooting for Austin against the McMahons in the 90s, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. But it, it takes good commentary, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel. Feel Yeah. Good commentary can take an ordinary match and just make it great. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a combination of in ring stuff, the announcers and the crowd. If you have a good heat from the crowd, and you get a good reaction from the crowd, and you have announcers that actually sound like they give a fuck, and then the in ring product is is at least decent, you can get a good match out of that. Well, something I want to on the crowd reaction, and I think this is relevant. It's not WWE related, but last night we had the BMFX show in Lafayette. We had a small turnout, smaller than what we normally have. But those those fans were fucking rabid. Mm-hmm. And they were into, like, when Kripke wrestled uh, Matt Taven. Mm-hmm. My God, you'd have thought there was, like, 800 people in that building. They were into it. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, a good crowd really does help, too. Yeah. It's a lot easier to wrestle with cheers and boos than it is for people checking score updates or their fucking... Social media or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why the Lesnar-Roman matches were so fell so far flat um, in the mid-2010s. Fans didn't give a fuck. Announcers can do whatever the fuck they want. If I'm looking out there and I'm seeing people play with beach balls and not paying the fuck attention and I'm seeing people leave to go to the bathroom or go home, why the fuck do I care if they don't care? Obviously, that match didn't isn't that important. And it's the main event. They had to save... 31 with a cash-in because it was so unwanted. If your crowd does not want the match, you're not going to have a good match. It doesn't matter how good it is. Looking, and this is like incredibly far ahead, uh, uh, maybe a little bit more than a year. I'm not exactly sure the next date of the next WrestleMania. April 2nd, 3rd, I think. What... Do you guys think, and this could go completely fucking wrong between now and then, what do you think made events WrestleMania 39? It is in Hollywood, so keep that in mind. It's a two-nighter. I remember when Mania used to be like a one-night thing. They can't now. Yeah. It it took me eight goddamn hours to get through both nights. Yeah, that's true. Shit. I can't sit through that in one day. I got shit to do. You had a lunch break. That's a work shift. Yeah. Fuck, man. It was long. Like, I watched the first one, and I started a part of the second one, and then I watched the rest of it after I took took my son to school. I'm like, Jesus, this is forever. Um, as far as... God, it's probably going to be Rock and Roman, because that makes the most sense as far as an L.A. match. But do you think Roman holds the belt till next Mania? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. There's nobody to... Who's going who's gonna to beat him? Edge and uh, Edge and AJ Styles are in their own thing. They ain't gonna go over to Brock. Well, I mean, I think Cody. No. Yeah, but you have to build them. It's no. Gonna take six to... No. 
I, no, I don't think Cody does it. Really? I, I think he wins Money in the Bank. But I also think that they're going to split the titles again. I hope I, not. I, like, I disagree. I hope they do. I don't like one person holding all the titles. It's it, it, that's just, uh, it, Desensitizes I, the brand split. Even though like that's yeah. what it was in the beginning. Yeah. Like I like a little bit of this the storyline. Like I it, I think it'd be cool if all the belts got unified randomly just for a short period of time. But then like have people come in like just be it like I would say if you wanted to do that and build a pay per view around um, Like uh Night of Champions books. would be a good one? Yeah, and have the bloodline have to defend all their fucking titles. Like, you know, it's it's three people defending four titles. Roman has to go twice. They have to go twice. You know, you could do that. They're going to lose one of them. You, you could do a whole bunch of that. You could make them go, well, fuck it. I don't want to lose this particular title, so I'll just give up on this title. Just, you know, why not? And then somebody come out and be like, yeah, you're not doing that. You're going to fight for real. Or you lose both titles. Like, there's a lot of storyline you can go there. It's like what TNA did with uh, Kurt Angle a while back. He was tag champions, world champion, and TNA X champion. Yeah. And then he didn't fight three times. Yeah. yeah. He won all but one, right? Or did he win all of them? No, he lost two out of three. Oh, shit. Mm. Well, he yeah, kept the world title. He lost the tag titles to, I think, Tomko and Styles? Or Tomko and Cage? One of the two. Yeah. Christian Cage. It's not believable to go three matches in a night and win all three. Yeah, but one just... one thing I, I do want to touch on, I I think the match of the both nights, for me it wasn't Edge and Styles. It was a really strong match. Don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic match. I think Cody and Rollins, and I, I yeah I, it was unexpected though. Well, sort of unexpected. It wasn't a it wasn't a lock match when we gave our predictions. I I think what a lot of people were wondering, one they knew it was going to be Cody, so that's fine. But was it going to be Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, with his music, or was it going to be Cody Rhodes, the watered down version when he left, or was it going to be Stardust? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but I truly think, and this is another thing, everybody. A lot of the AEW fans are shitting all over Cody Rhodes. He meant nothing. He's a traitor. He's a turn. Somebody pointed out the Rhodes do not belong to a certain company. The Rhodes belong to professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Cody lived the motherfucking American dream. He left a job he hated making shit pay, went out, reinvented himself, became a fucking multimillionaire. If that isn't the goddamn American dream, I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, Dusty wasn't WWE. He was NWA, I believe, right? He was mainly NWA. Yeah, like, WWE was WWWE at that point, I think. When he, Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, the Rhodes are not a WWE family. They have their toes in several brands. I mean, Goldust was WCW for a long time, I think, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Yep. WCW, yeah. Cool. Goldust well, the character. Yeah, like, well, he was... He was the yeah, person he wasn't who... Goldust. He, he was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin, he was, he was he Seven, was... the the yeah. eerie, like... Goldust knockoff. Yeah. Strongly hinted at child molester gimmick. Yeah, oof. 
I'm glad they didn't run with that. Yeah, but. well, you can't run with that. That's not. But like the Oof. one, the other thing I want to point out, and I think this is the big thing that a lot of people, especially online, don't fucking comprehend. Vince is not fucking stupid. For whatever, what everybody thinks of Vince McMahon, he is not dumb. Maybe he might be lazy and laying off the gas. Yeah, he's a little out, out of touch, I think, at this point. But Cody is the first major jump from AEW. Yeah. Vince knows how to make money. So does Triple H. If they bury the first big guy that comes over, that's not going to make anybody else want to make the jump. If you treat him right and book him properly, that shows a sign of good faith to anybody else that might be on the fence of jumping or, or returning in the future that, okay, they're not going to completely fucking ruin me because I went to the, the rival opposition. It is in WWE's best interest to book Cody properly and smartly, which letting him use his shit, the American nightmare, coming out to uh, Kingdom. It's smart. I, I, I think Cody is, at, for, for the foreseeable future, is at zero risk of being misbooked. Yeah. Until he runs into the tribal chief. <laughs> One does not beat our tribal chief, Stephen. Oh, See, but here's the thing. He has to lose eventually. Oh, for sure. Well, for yeah. sure. The question is to who. I honestly God think it's going to be Cody. I think I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to kind of do what they did with Becky Lynch, and when they relinquish the title, the Money in the Bank briefcase is going to be the new title. Oh, okay, okay. So instead of it being a Money in the Bank, you get a shot, you get the title this year. Oh, I don't like that. And that's why I think Cody wins the title. That's terrible. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Ignore what Steven said. Mm-hmm. Steven's wrong. Why? <laughs> I like the mystique and mystery of when the fuck the money in the bank thing's going to happen. It makes it way more entertaining than, hey, look, you won money in the bank. Here's your fucking title. Move on. That's <laughs> what happened last year. Then why are we repeating it? That's not Beck, stupid. Becky got pregnant last year. Well, okay, but the men aren't going to get pregnant, so we don't have to do that with them, do we? <laughs> No, no, we do not. No, but we no, have. No, we a... do not. There's no answer to this. No, we do not. WWE, I don't think you're listening to this, but if you are, Steven is wrong and don't listen to him. Don't even, don't even get You're going to shit a brick if when that pay per view happens, it's going to be a title match instead. I'm, I'm not going to fucking watch. Colin will break I, something. I'm boycotting. I'll boycott everything. It'll be the money in the big briefcase. All of a sudden, someone will open the briefcase. Hey, it's a title. I'm like, yeah, I win. Take Good luck all. getting me to talk on this podcast about anything with that. <laughs> you guys, so we want to talk about money in the bank? No, shut the fuck up, Steven. Stop talking. All right. That that pay-per-view doesn't exist. Then it's not money in the bank. It's stupid. Shut up. Then it's just title in the bank. That's well, dumb. because technically money in the bank could still happen for the women. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop with your shit storylines. <laughs> Terrible. I, you're, you're better than this, Steven. To circle back to the original question. Jesus Christ, we got Russo over here. The, the ma- <laughs> I don't put Judy Bagwell on a forklift match or anything like that. No, I'm good. The, the main event, I think, for WrestleMania 39, The Rock's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. Inevitable. 
if they split the belts, I think the Rock way. Rock Roman for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, but then then Rock has to win that because we don't need Roman having the title for. But the other thing is, but but the other thing is with that, like Rock Roman, they don't need the belt for that to be a, a good match or yeah, a good build. Don't. That's a good point. You could take the belt completely out of the picture. But okay, so they, let they me wait. Hatchet. Okay, so let's. I know. Oh God, I can't remember what I'm gonna say. So, do you think Reigns' title reign and his character now, somebody beating him this year? Would be equivalent to somebody beating Taker at Mania. Not even fucking close. Really? No, no, no. Not no, even no, fucking no, close. No. That, it was twenty-one and oh, it's, it was don't, twenty-two years before that happened. Don't the get me. Dude has over three hundred sixty-five days as champion. Is that twenty-two years, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Is that twenty-two years? No, it's not. He hasn't even beat twenty-two people for that. We're, we're learning that about title. math and biology in today's episode. Twenty-two people for that title. SummerSlam of twenty twenty. In the past year, SummerSlam of twenty nineteen. He hasn't been pinned. Well, yeah. It is it's, the year of our tribal chief. Shut hold up. on, no. But you said he's had it for three hundred. How long has he had it? Over. What was the SummerSlam of twenty twenty? It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's probably been twenty. Probably he might have. He, he might have beaten twenty some people by now. Yeah. 20-some different people. Because yeah. keep in mind, in one, in one match, he beat Edge and Daniel w- Bryan. I didn't even know WWE had 20-plus people. To, to this is before the purge. Yeah. No, it was in the middle of the purge. They were purging people as early as uh, the... Well, hold on. There is, there is another thing we, we might be overlooking with this also being in Hollywood. John Cena is also equivalent to Hollywood status. So we're going to do Cody Rhodes with John Cena? No. I'll be honest. If there's two belts... Big match, John's going to beat Flair at WrestleMania 39. No. If, He's been on this fucking train for four goddamn And goddamn it, at some point I'll be right. <laughs> the the train will stop to victory. Or Not Cena's this year. Or Cena's just going to leave his boots in the ring and you're going to be really sad. Those bo- boots better have a fucking belt in it. <laughs> sneakers. Sneakers. You wear yeah. sneakers. But I do think Cena will be involved. And the thing is, though, if, if Cena's going to break Flair's record no, I'm saying if <laughs> it, it would be Wrestlemania would be the appropriate place to do it no I get yeah Wrestlemania is where he won his first one and it's also where he wins his last one nah. it writes it's it's bring a Starcade it's back. a Hollywood ending bring Starcade back just to, to... they bring Starcade back that's where Cody's winning the belt yeah well, that's a good point yeah um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add in on this episode before we call it a wrap here? Cody Champ at Money the Bank next year. Colin, a retort. Steven's not allowed to book. <laughs> we don't need Vince Russo 2.0. All right, guys. Uh, again, you've been listening to Heated Shenanigans Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and for all the love and support. And again, make sure to check us out on Facebook, <laughs> Heated Shenanigans Podcast. Make sure to like and follow. We do have a lot more coming up. And again, thank you guys for listening.